0: Thanks for joining the Life's Better podcast, where we say life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. This is Josh Drillen. I am Amen. Jonathan Gleason, and today we're going to be talking about infection. Now, yes, not some weird like you're going to die or get yes. some green stuff coming out of your sinuses. We are not doctors, <laughs> but we are going to be talking how we have the ability and the power to infect people both positively and negatively. And so, Josh. In order to kind of introduce this, uh, we're gonna play a little game. Okay. I'm actually going to go the route of just the normal infections that we have, and you have to diagnose what it is. So I'm gonna give you some symptoms, and you have to just these are all common. Uh, Okay. But Uh, try to figure out what this guy has. We'll call it Web JD instead (laughs) of Web MD. That's good. That's good. (laughs) All right. So let's see if Josh is got his uh, Web. J- N- what is <laughs> JD. JD. J-D? That's my initials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, good. Yeah. If, if you can actually do this. All right. Mm-hmm. So this individual is sneezing. <laughs> sneezing. Sneezing. He's got a runny or stuffy nose. Okay. Sore throat and a cough. What does he have? He's got a cold. Yep. That yeah. is a common cold. Mm-hmm. Well done. How about this one? Fever, cough, sore throat, runny or stuffy nose, and he's got some body aches. Okay. So it's like the same thing, mm-hmm. but just the body aches. And a fever. Flu? it has got the flu. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. How about this one? Fever, chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, aches, headache, sore throat, uh, sorry, um, congestion, runny nose, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and loss of taste or smell. The last one... Include me. Is this COVID? This is COVID. Okay, okay. And there should be like twenty other like symptoms in order yeah, to really identify it. But that's what would happen. All right, those were the three. You nailed it. All three. Those only three? You know, I was Fantastic. gonna go. I was gonna go a little more like weird, weird. But I was yeah. like, no one's gonna even remember the name of those <laughs> infections, so I just went with the top three. Cool. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking Maybe about. Maybe I'm we a can... doctor. Absolutely. Uh, if, uh, should you develop a website? I think yeah. so. Webjd. That's it. Uh, dot. <laughs> TV. You have those three things. You can come to me. And I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, you're on your own. Yeah. So, we're we're actually going to be talking about how we can infect people positively. Okay. I, certainly, everything that we're going to talk about, there's going to be a negative uh, connotation as well. But mm-hmm. that's not where we're going to have our focus. We want to infect people positively. Mm-hmm. And so, um, most of the research that we're going to be talking about, we, we've actually stolen from someone named Vanessa Edwards. Mm-hmm. Her and her team have done a lot of, uh, of research. It's not all from hers, but much of it is. And uh, the way we want to look at this is there are some subtle and then some not so subtle ways that we can just be infecting people positively. But we're going to focus primarily on how we can do this non-verbally, verbally, and then emotionally. So that's where we're mm-hmm. headed today. Um, Josh, when you let's let's talk about the nonverbal for a moment. Mm-hmm. So when you enter a room and you meet somebody, maybe it's for the first time, maybe it's the hundred first time first time, what is the first what is the first body part that you are actually noticing on that individual?
1: It you know, I know the uh, the answer that we're Do gonna you? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I would say that the very first thing I notice is typically like mouth. Okay. Which I know isn't is it's part of the thing that we're gonna talk about, but like uh, whenever I was trying to think of, like, what what is it that clues me in on how that person's feeling? Mm-hmm. What is it that clues me in on uh, whether or not they even want to talk to me? Yeah. It's typically, like, frown, smile, serious, like, yeah. depending. Maybe even the eyes, like, the way the eyes are, like, especially the brows, uh-huh. I, I feel like might be the first thing I notice too? I don't know. What, what that's,
0: do you, that's the typical answer that most people give. Okay. Like the face, mm-hmm. mouth, eyes, because you're right. That's typically what we start staring at, mm-hmm. particularly if we're trying to make conversation. You might look at the mouth to make sure you're understanding what they're saying. You know, everyone mm-hmm. always talks about having good eye contact. Mm-hmm. But what actually research has shown is that it's not what we notice first. But really? You, okay. But, but you, you you thought you knew what it was. What body part do we notice I thought thought it was face. So it's not the face. It's actually the hands. Really? Which just seems bizarre, and you might even say there's no way. Subconsciously, though, what researchers have found is we actually look at people's hands. We Hmm. want to know what's going on in people's hands. Hmm. And they point to the fact that we're always assessing, we're always trying to figure things out, and if we're looking for either, you know, friend or foe, if this someone is someone who's a threat, one of the first ways that you can identify is what are they doing with their hands? Hmm. You know, do they just greet me with a wave? Uh, are they, you know, holding a gun? <laughs> like, that would be a good That's fair. indicator. That's fair. All right. I, I would say, uh, on like my
1: silly answer as well was I, I was thinking about how I am specifically at the grocery store okay. when especially when I just want to get in and get out without having too many interactions with people. Sure. My head's down, mm. and so I'm noticing feet, <laughs> and I'm watching where people are moving
0: <laughs> so that I can move the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, there are <laughs> obstacles to be avoided. <laughs> I don't know where their feet so, are. Sure. Yeah, that's
1: my my poor excuse for not having much contact with people. I, Talking to you at the grocery store, if you see me, I apologize.
0: He didn't see you, he, at least your face. He just saw your feet. Yeah. He didn't recognize you from any other stranger. That's what it was. Okay, so um, now everyone who's listening online d- did not see what I just did. Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube, you you did. And Josh mm-hmm. certainly noticed something that I just did. I put my hands behind my back. Okay. Now, probably I have done something a little bit mean to your brain, I. Uh, Maybe if you're even on YouTube, you're like, okay, this is weird. Um, Josh, do you feel a little less comfortable now that my hands are just chilling behind my back? It's a pack? little confusing. It's yeah, a little confusing, sure. right? Sure. Like, like the thought is, what is he doing there? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a normal posture. Mm-hmm. Does he got something back there? Is he doing something? Like is he setting me up for something? Mm-hmm. And even for those of you who are watching online, it, it probably just feels a little strange that you're just watching me with my hands behind my back. Uh, and the longer they stay there, the longer it's going to create some anxiety until suddenly I I produce them. And let me ask you, does that just feel a little bit better? It does. It does. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how we are. We are people who notice people's hands. And it's important to understand this so that when we're trying to infect uh, you know, community in a positive way Mm -hmm. to be mindful. What are you doing with your hands? Uh, Let's look at some research again done by Vanessa. So they poured over hours and hours and hours of, uh, Ted talks. Okay. So they looked at those that went viral and those that kind of just flopped. And what, one of the things that they noticed is those that went viral, they, those communicators on average used about 465 hand gestures whereas the ones that did not go viral the ones that were kind of duds they only used 272 hand gestures and so they poured a little bit more time into this research and one of the things that they found is like audiences just resonate with communicators that first of all like you typically i don't know if you guys watch this but if you do when i introduce josh what's like the first thing that he does right? He waves. He waves. He's saying, I'm a friend. I'm a friend. Mm. We're good. No threat here, right? That's what good communicators do. They might even take the stage and they might even have their hands up and be like, hey, good to be here. So nice day. And they have mm. their hands out and they're doing something. And then on top of that, if you know your material really well, you'll oftentimes use your words to explain, but you'll emphasize your words with your hands. So for example, I might say, hey, today we're going to look at three, you know, I'm holding up my three fingers, three pillars, maybe I make like, hmm. you know, the the image of pillars. Yeah. To uh, you know, I'm just making stuff up at this point, but to hold together that you know, I mean really, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm saying these things, but I'm also emphasizing them with my words. Hmm. I'm curious, as a communicator and as someone who has listened to plenty of communicators, yeah. how have you noticed this to be helpful as either an audience member or someone who's trying to grab people's attention, particularly youth? Um, I think
1: that uh, even just in myself I've noticed that the times I start to lose uh, my audience, like my students and their attention, uh, is often when I've stayed too far or too long behind the podium and had my hands on the sides. And the moment that I walk off to the side and I gesture towards something is the moment all their eyes start coming Mm. back. Uh, And it's not even like, you know, I'm sure that what I'm saying has a major impact on whether or not they're paying attention. But uh, I noticed when I'm moving and when not only my hands, but my feet too, they're, they're in Uh, and and it's almost like you're, I don't know. It's almost like you're acting (laughs) (laughs) or, or uh, like uh, in the improv space, a big uh, idea behind being funny is just creating props out of nothing. So like, this is really important with just comedy as well. So, yeah. uh, no, I, it's it's huge. It, it really does impact. Uh, and I'm sure whether or not you guys listen to Jonathan on a sermon on Sunday actually matters whether or not he's doing this. And just to speak to that a little bit, I love in our YouTube thumbnails for a really long time, Every single time Jonathan was the head uh, in, in preaching, he would have his hands out like this every time. Uh, and, and, and that was
0: just like the, I mean, they would always take that yeah. it shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are my yeah. hands always open? Am I doing that a lot I, like, <laughs> while I'm preaching? But yeah, you're, you're, I don't know. You're,
1: you're <laughs> expressing how big something is, I guess, and yeah. And,
0: and to be honest with you, as a communicator, I feel like I overkill like mm-hmm. the the hand gestures. Nah. And so when I heard that study, I was like, okay, maybe I'm not. Maybe this is actually <laughs> helping people. I don't know. Four hundred and or seventy. It sounds like we're not doing enough. And, like, that, and, that's insane. Honestly, because like TED Talks, I mean, you're anywhere between like twelve and twenty minutes. They're mm. they're not usually over twenty minutes at all. Hmm. So yeah, that's a lot of hand gestures. Now, some of you are like, who cares? I'm not a communicator. Um, I don't do improv. (laughs) So how is this going to help me? I I think one of the lessons that you can learn from this is anytime that you're in community with people, know that we're always assessing. Like we're always evaluating. And our hands are one of those things that we can use to actually infect people positively. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just that, hey, I'm waving, I'm friend, hey, I'm shaking your hand, or, I mean, we've all had the opposite. You know, you walk in a room, someone's got their hands folded, Mm -hmm. their head's down, they've got a frown. I mean, that's infectious. It's going to bring a negative tone to that community. Um, It's not just our hand gestures when it comes to ways that we can really infect people. Uh, We can also infect people um, chemically, which is super weird. (laughs) So let me Tell you how we arrived at even talking about this. Um, About a month, maybe a month and a half ago, my wife and I were watching a documentary on why dogs are man's best friend. And they did this study with dogs where they collected sweat from humans when they were watching a scary movie. So Mm -hmm. like... We'll just call that fear sweat, mm. and then they collected sweat from humans who were laughing and having a good time, and like you know, just kind of partying with friends. And so they had these dogs come in and sniff each sweat. I uh, and those that smelled the uh, the fear sweat, they would put their he- uh, their ears back, uh, they would kind of go into that submission really? mo- motion, and even backpedal away from the sweat. The exact opposite happened when they smelled like. I'm going to call it the joy sweats. Mm. Uh, they started wagging their tails like crazy. They started hopping up and down. And it was like, are you kidding me? So dogs can actually catch chemically our moods. That's, yeah. Which was insane. Yeah. And I just walked away thinking, dogs are amazing. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. No, no kidding. Like, a week and a half ago, I ran across some research that they did this almost the exact same experiment, but with human beings. This time, they collected sweat pads from skydivers pretty scary situation mm. like jumping out of a plane and then they just kind of have a, a benign group uh, where they're just collecting sweat pads of someone working out on a treadmill and then they put these <laughs> these people that did not know what they were smelling uh, they put them into an MRI machine and they had them sniff the sweat and what was crazy is that fear sweat it actually activated the fear sen- uh, sensors in the brain that activate fear. That's crazy. Which means that as humans, we can chemically infect people with our fear, Hmm. which is just crazy, right? Jesus has a ton to say, though, about how we're supposed to... Like, infect people positively. Uh, The one that always comes first to my mind is Sermon on the Mount. the very beginning, um, Jesus just talks about how we have this amazing ability to really point to God in a unique way. Uh, You're going to use, or you're going to read this, Matthew chapter 5, verses uh, 13 through 14.
1: Yeah, it says, uh, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world.
0: A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So Josh, go ahead and give your like two cents. What is Jesus trying to say when it comes to our ability or really our focus when it comes to how we should be infecting people? Yeah,
1: so this light that he's put in us is infectious by itself as long as we're giving ourselves over to it and allowing it to be shown to others, because uh, we have this ability to also hide it, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we when we show it, it's it's infectious. It 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 causes other people to want that, uh, just like light entering a room filled yeah. with filled with darkness. Uh, but then you know the opposite is also scary
0: because you can lose that saltiness. It, in fact, I I want to. Uh, kind of lean into that. Which point. is funny that you mentioned sweat and, and <laughs> <something>. <laughs> yeah, super tasty stuff. <laughs> um, when it comes to you and I, mm. I, I know both of us have this desire that because we've been transformed by Christ, we want to you know be the flavor in our our world mm. to bring that light that has come into our hearts into an otherwise pretty dark world. Are you ever surprised, or maybe even disappointed, or maybe you have some other emotion when you encounter Christians? who's just, it's obvious they don't have that same compulsion Mm. or, or at least professing Christians, they enter environments and they're definitely infecting that environment with something, Mm. but it's not the, you know, the salt and the light of, of Jesus. Yeah. No, it it honestly, especially
1: that second part makes me more angry than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because like, unfortunately, and I was literally having this discussion with somebody uh, this morning who isn't a Christian, you know, when i introduce myself as a minister mm-hmm. i almost have to like have a paragraph of, about who i am as a person what i actually feel about people like all of these different clarifiers because there's so much weight that comes from me telling you that because you might have had an awful experience with somebody mm-hmm. who is infecting people with negativity and and bringing to the table this you know this infection that's that's evil because it's it's something that they've uh, they've been either demonized mm-hmm. or uh, just had a really like negative uh, impact by a person who was a hypocrite or like something like that where Some they sort were a graceless religion yeah, yeah yeah and and yeah so like they have saltiness but it's like.
0: I don't know. But like, it's like the opposite. It's like, it's like sugar. Like, I don't know. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and even just kind of bring this back to some research. Let's do a little exercise um, for a moment because I think the pushback that some people might have is, well, John, there's sometimes we're all into you know, an environment, community, and I'm just not feeling it. Like mm-hmm. I know Jesus loves me, and I'm supposed to love other people, but there's times I just don't feel like loving people and I don't think our world needs another Christian who's just putting on a fake smile and mm. acting like everything's okay. Which I, which I, I get, I understand that. But there's something to actually stepping into that, you know, I don't feel it, but I'm still gonna move towards it. And then seeing that actually that transforming your own attitude, your own mood at the time, and then others as well. So let's do a little exercise just to kind of emphasize okay. what I mean by this. I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a facial expression. I want you to try to identify what it is, okay? Okay. I'm gonna do my best. I'm not. I'm okay. not a. Uh, uh, what is the? Uh, not ad lib. What did you say earlier? Uh, improv. Improv. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not the best improv guy, so I'm gonna okay. try to improv these emotions. Okay. Here we go. Shocked. Okay. Shocked. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my eyes got big. My mouth open. It was a. Like, huh, right. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I want you to go ahead and do that expression. Okay okay now are you feeling anything like did you was there any like or was it just more of a i hope i did this right for jonathan uh you mean like did i actually get shocked i don't know did 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 anything happen did you feel like heart rate go up did anything happen i mean maybe a little bit okay not not a whole whole lot okay how about this one uh see if you can guess this one something's funny okay something's really funny Mm -hmm. yeah big smile i mean i'm Got the crows uh, feet. You know, the whole thing is big and, and funny. Okay. I want you to oh, do gosh. It. Okay. Okay. Anything? You, did you feel anything? A little bit, yeah. Okay. What did you feel?
1: Uh, I guess, like, some joy. Like <laughs> some of that motion. That, like, the endorphins, I guess, rushing.
0: Yeah. Just from faking mm-hmm. a smile, maybe a little bit happier, possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, research backs this up. Uh, there was this group in Finland who put pictures of people smiling uh, in front of all these different uh, individuals who were involved in this test. And there were two types of smiles. One was a fake smile, the, the smile that's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't really the one really... you pose for a picture with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't really want to, yeah, it's not, it's not a real smile. Mm-hmm. And then they put the real smile where it's big, like the laugh lines are crinkling. The, the smiles that go all the way up to your eyes. Mm-hmm. And what they found is when people were looking at the fake smile, they felt nothing. But when they looked at the real smile, it actually began to change their mood. And mm. it actually, in many cases, caused them to start smiling, mm. which in turn made them even feel happier. Yeah. So we've got two things I think that we can really apply here. On one hand, you're going to infect people with your smile. On the other hand, you're actually going to infect yourself. You may not be in a good mood, but if you put on that smile and, it, and make it real, like a real big smile, it's actually going to start infecting you as well, which I think is helpful. I yeah. think
1: another important part of all of this is something that has been talked about a lot more recently. I don't know, I don't know why, but uh, the idea of what your resting face is. Like just being yeah. really careful about what that is because we might not have much like we have control over it we just don't think about it much but if you have this resting face that gives off the impression of i'm in a bad mood or i don't want to be talked to you might want to have conversations with people you might want to have interactions with people but they're standoffish from you and it's only because of that so you need to be careful like i mean i think this is this just goes to show the importance of what is your resting face what is the impression you're giving off when you're out in public like is it I'm willing to share my faith or even just be friends with you or is it don't talk to me at all I have my agenda and I need to get in and out of this place you know like type of thing like that you're
0: absolutely right and most people don't even notice what that is mm. uh, there's this great book it's called the like switch where uh, w- in one of the case studies there was this woman that basically came to this professor who wrote the book the lights like, like switch he's like man I, I, no one likes me on campus And Mm. so they just went deep into it and she was from the inner city and she came to this college campus and she's just walking around not even realizing that she's got her guard up because she was Mm. from the inner city. And so she's got this face of don't mess with me. I'm tough Mm. and you better be careful. So, of course, no one's going to interact with her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, these are all nonverbal ways that we can be mindful of so that we can begin infecting community in a real positive way. Mm. But now we're going to talk about some verbal ways, or at least one specific uh, verbal way that we can influence people, infect people positively. You've got the research on this one.
1: Yeah, and Vanessa Edwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they took a group of people uh, and just told them to, we're going to record just your voice uh, answering the phone saying hello in a serious manner or hello in a very like positive, friendly way. And then they played all of these recordings for a separate group of people who had no idea who these people were, didn't see pictures of them or anything like that, and they had to give their impression on a scale of like one to three, which is, uh, I like this person, I kind of like this person, or I don't like this person. They had to choose one of those uh, for just hearing the hello from these people. And uh, research their research proved that, or at least came with the conclusion that uh, a positive and friendly hello makes people like you more rather than a serious hello. Like all of those people were rated much lower on the like scale, I guess.
0: Let's hear your uh, serious hello, Josh. Hello. Let's hear your... That sound really stern. I'm out. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly. <laughs> Hello. You can, you can like me. Hello. Hello.
1: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's just like slight, slight tone shift. Dude. Yeah.
0: It, it's crazy that just... I don't think we even needed the research to figure this mm-hmm. one out. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all heard people's voices like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and then we've heard people say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Like, totally different experience there. Mm-hmm. We've all experienced this. Uh, and again, Jesus he talks about how important it is to be infecting people with his love. And one of the ways that we can do that, as simple as it sounds is with our tone of voice. Mm. I, I love this verse. Um, it's actually in John chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus says by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another and you can show some love by simply like maybe in a little higher pitch voice and yeah. say, hello, as opposed to hello. All right, let's go into, let's uh, go and do example ahead. if you're okay with it. Uh,
1: so I was thinking about this already, and a scene that I just watched in the office like yesterday, uh, and I'm gonna change the wording so that you know we can be uh, family friendly on this uh, show. Uh, but there's a time where uh, Phyllis does something just that angers michael and michael's trying to be this positive person for change on the on his team that day and be really friendly to people he goes dang it phyllis and then he goes oh sorry dang it phyllis <laughs> like, 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 he just changed it slightly and then tells her how she can improve but like he doesn't change the wording at all like it's the same and i don't know i think it's I, it
0: just It's a silly way of emphasizing this. That's funny. (laughs) funny. All right, so we've talked about nonverbal ways that we can infect people. We've talked about some verbal ways. Uh, Now we're going to talk about ways that just emotionally you can make an impact and uh, hopefully infect people positively. I'm going to give you one more research uh, study, and I know we're probably overkilling it on today's episode with with the research. But this (laughs) one was done by Harvard Business School, and what they did is they had some students come in. They all volunteered for it, uh, and they had to sing... Uh, don't stop believing into this program, this software that rates how well they did. Uh, <laughs> it was going to be one of those like, okay, is their tone right? Yeah. Are they getting the words right? Those type of things. Now, as someone who sings you may not actually be that nervous about something like that, but I would be super nervous about that. So you can imagine these students are probably like, okay, I I know the song. We'll see how I get judged. Now, here's what they did. They had three different groups. One came in and they didn't even realize, they didn't know they were going to have to say this, but seconds before they started singing, they said, okay, what we want you to say is, I'm nervous. And so they said, I'm nervous. And then they performed the song. There was a controlled group. They just came in and they, they sang. And then the third group, seconds before were uh, supposed to say I'm excited and what they found was I thought pretty incredible the group that said I'm nervous they got a 53% accuracy on the 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 song Hmm. Uh, that controlled group they got a 69% accuracy on singing the song and the one that said I'm excited or the group that said I'm excited they were 80% accurate on the song It, just that subtle change shift in the framing of your mind actually can shape you emotionally and actually encourage you to do a better job. Uh, I think this is incredible because, again, for us, you know, we talk about how life is just better with community, but there's times we're all enter, you know, space with people and I, again, I'm not feeling it. And so if I'm entering that space going, oh, man, I don't want to really be here. Oh, I guess I have to be here. Or I'm nervous. I'm mm. nervous about going into this. I don't know how people are going to respond to me. This is new. This is. If I'm going in with that space, well, chances are, again, just based on this research, that's really going to impact negatively how you interact with yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the opposite is also true. You go ahead and enter that space by saying, hey, I'm excited. Maybe, you, maybe you're not even that excited, but you just say the words, I'm excited. Mm. According to this research, that's going to make a positive impact. And so if we begin to emotionally get excited about community and affecting people, infecting people positively, what's that going to do for them? That's going to infect them positively as well. Final thoughts, Josh?
1: No, it's it's honestly crazy, all the stuff that we don't. Really understand about uh, these subtle things that we don't really even pay attention to. Uh, I know that like the uh, if you want to do even more research on small like stuff like this, you can just look up how grocery stores are laid out right. and how like even colors or just pictures of people happy holding things impacts the way you buy things. It's crazy, uh, but like this can be used. And, and be useful in how we approach and make disciples and, Mm -hmm. and how we uh, really have a mega impact on the people around us that will be a positive change. Like, I mean, I, you can influence people to buy more at a grocery store or you can influence people to actually change their lives, which is really, really important. Like, so if you're watching this and you just think, ah, it's a bunch of like silly mumbo jumbo, like (laughs) it's. It might be, but at the same time, it's, it's impactful and it has a lot of impact that will uh, hopefully lead to something good. Uh, so if it's as simple as on Sunday morning, you look more welcoming. Uh, if it's as simple as uh, when you come in to do something at church or are approaching a service opportunity and you're telling yourself this is going to have an exciting impact on God's right. kingdom rather than this is going to make me tired,
0: and it changes the people around you, then it, then it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so a couple of quick little tips here. We would challenge you guys to use helpful, non-threatening uh, hand gestures uh, as you interact with people. We would say, have an upbeat tone in your voice, right? We would say, make authentic smiles, choose excitement over anxiety, and never, ever let anyone smell your fear <laughs> sweat. Until next time, don't forget, life is so much better with God, community, and purpose.